Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We're off. Good morning. Um, uh, we, Good morning. Well, we haven't even discussed where we're going. Hey. What we're doing today? Where are we going? Hey. What are we doing? Well, uh, I think we should just run through leaves. Right. Yeah. There's I a load of great. I went for a run yesterday through the woods, and it was yeah. so glorious. We've just got to do it again. Really. I, I'm into that. Highgate yeah. Wood on a, a Highgate Wood. Autumn day. Little, little cheeky, cheeky seven maybe. It's a shiny, crispy early November day. I think wherever you are, you've probably been having some pretty darn good autumn. It's been amazing. It's been so beautiful. But it does bring up a bit of a uh, outfit conundrum, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, you wear? You're dressed very lightly. <laughs> I've, I've gone T-shirt. Go ahead of me. I'm going to show, show the listeners the uh, mistake you've made here today. <laughs> chilly? Chilly at all? <laughs> I, <laughs> well, I am to start with, but of course, as we all know, yeah, you do warm up. Well, luckily... This decision was taken out of my hands by the fact that I found... Because what are you wearing? You seem to be wearing some kind of spacesuit. That's right. On your upper body. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I was well, just going to say how, hey, Kevin, how pleased I am with like, this. It looks quite it. cool, to be honest. Oh, forget it, spacesuit. <laughs> um, you've got to show... You've got, we've got to get a picture of that. Yeah, the to. Contrast. Well, I thought I'd lost this. This is my uh, marathon top I was given... Um, it's actually Round super cool. It's, it's, actually a, it's, a, it's a London Marathon uh, giveaway. Right. And I'd lost it. I thought it was lost. It actually looks really futuristic. Yeah, I will be hot soon. I'll probably have to You will be off. hot, yeah. Now, listen. So, seven miles, Highgate Wood. Yeah. We'll keep you posted. Paul, I've got to tell you something. Go on, then. You remember the spooky sprint? Yes. You know how you dragged yourself up there, jet-lagged and hung over so that we could do that? Didn't, didn't work. This, the recording didn't, didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> You're laughing a little bit it's like the sir. Joker did in the film when I showed Batman <laughs> to the kids this week. <laughs> That's a shame, never mind. Yeah, well, that is a shame. It's funny. only for Parkinson's, really. It's just yeah, yeah. Well, it's let's tell everyone all about it. Dick, yeah. Because um, we, uh, we went up to, uh, we were in Nottingham at the weekend, at Wallerton Hall, which is actually Batman's house. In the Christian Battle, Bruce were, Wayne's house. You were very excited. I was. And we went there for the Spooky Sprint, which is a Parkinson's UK Halloween fun run. 
Morning Magpie, and they'll be having those next year. And it was good, wasn't it? It was, really it was good. an amazing event, which we documented through the podcast. Yeah. It was spooky, it was scary, it was exhilarating to run in darkness. It was just really with, with the head torches, it was amazing. Everyone had head torches, you see these big lines of people coming, twinkling down through the trees, running through the forest in the dark. It had a really nice shape to it. It was really it. good fun, really nice It was nice very course. dynamic because, uh, well, first of all, the, dark, the day was good. You get there in the daytime and they've got family fun run for all the families and the kids. And it's light, and then just in the gloaming, as it began to get dark, it did a warm up, and there's all these people warming up in fancy dress. Yeah. And then they set us off, and it, was, it got oh, dark. Lay up, lay up. You go, mate. You go. He uh, set us up, and uh, we started running, and it got dark as we ran. And it was just a great atmosphere, wasn't it? It was a lovely atmosphere because you had that atmosphere that you get when you're just full of people doing slightly eccentric things. That's right. Well, you the were commonality saying of it, yeah. It's, it sort of sits there because you can, there were some serious runners there. Yeah. But you can't, you can't get a great time. No. Because there's too much risk of falling over. Because you're in the dark, you're constantly lifting your feet up higher than you would do so you don't fall over. It sits right in the middle. There's some great fancy dress. There was Day of the Dead people in the woods. And we went up by around the house, and there were real bats flying over this lake. It was, it was a great adventure. It was a spooky sprint adventure. And when you said that uh, we were in Nottingham, we were in Nottingham, but I sort of started off in London for that one. Yes. In terms of like, you can never say time is wasted. And no. it's important not to, because I really enjoyed the experience. Yeah, yeah. But it's a shame that we've lost a podcast. It is a shame because it was the first time we'd done like an event and talked to you all the way through. Through the race. And there was a lot of stuff. Anything we remember. A little uh, excitement. We should have some sort of, uh, some kind of ritual for all the lost podcasts, shouldn't we? (laughs) Because there's been a few over the years. Well, we could burn them and (laughs) bury them, but we haven't gotten to burn. Scatter their ashes over the Parkland Wall. Well, the other thing we'll have to do is we'll just have to do it again next year. Yeah, we will. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. What we did do with that spooky sprint was negative splits. Yes, we did. Negative splits. Yeah, it was quite nice, actually, wasn't it? Yeah, although we, from a very slow starting point. But yeah, but that was okay. It was a very natural negative yeah. split. Because neither yeah. of us had... Yeah, we need to recap because the week before... Sorry, Doc. Really <laughs> got a little bit stuck behind you. Beautiful. Okay. There you go. That's that little guy I've just been chasing up the park and walk. <laughs> Um, yeah, because neither of us had done much running before then, have we? No, we've just been kind of really ticking over post-marathon. I kind of unplanned. Really ticking over, to the extent that we were sort of not doing much at all. No, we kind of had a week off, an unplanned week off, you in Australia and me in half-term, sort of hanging out with the family. So we hit the ground, we hit the ground running. Yeah, we, hit, we did in Nottingham. We surely did. But we were very much discussing that, saying how you kind of finish a marathon... You feel achy for a couple of days, you do a recovery run, you kind of creep back into running. And then a week after that, when you've kind of forgotten about it in your front brain, your body's like, remember. We're still really tired. You, you know, it's, it's today, you were just saying, it's less than a month since the Yorkshire Marathon. Yes, yeah. And you know it in your legs. And you kind of, you try to feel, I'm kind of mentally almost key to start pushing again yeah. for London and in a way I sort of have a little bit just regularly running again but I, I don't want to start racing again like we're chatting about a part run yeah I think it might be a bit too early for me yeah I well, mean you go for it and have fun but I just think 
Well, I, guess, I would go to Parkrun for the experience, so I wouldn't expect to get a good time. Yeah. But going back to the spooky sprint, that was what was nice, is we absolutely knew that between the darkness and the uh, um, podcasting, that we weren't going we to be going for time. So we set off, and we were talking very much about how we were feeling recovering from the marathon, Yorkshire Marathon, and... Uh, and uh, you noted, you just turned around. You didn't turn around because you'd have fallen over. Yeah. But you metaphorically turned around and said, I think we've gone to negative split there. And it's true, we warmed up and sped up. Yeah. And that was particularly funny because about halfway through, oh, it's dark now, it's night time. But maybe three quarters of the way around, it was really dark, wasn't it? Really? It was quite perturbing. Quite scary. In a good way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's that kind of line when you get, when you, you're not so much scared as you're on the edge of it. You're thinking, if so and so happened, you know, I'd be scared. If I thought this, that would scared, get me yeah. scared. Yeah, I'm sort of, it's like being on the edge of trepidation, isn't it? Yeah. You're kind of trepidated. Yeah. Trepidatory. And of course, getting back into that speaker, lovely shape to the course. We set off across this grass where we were scoping out the backs of people's houses like you do at this time of year because people never shut their curtains. It's brilliant. And, and they love it when people peek in through the windows. Yeah, I mean, running they actually love into that. their garden kind of yeah. looking at <laughs> yeah. the back window Taking glass. photos. That was too far. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can I look through the house? And then we got to the brilliant kind of crenellated Adams family stately home at the top of the hill. And then just when you were getting into the sort of third quarter... It all got exciting. There was a lake, there was a patch of soft leaves, and it was a two laps of a 5k course. So you came in to this brightly lit, exciting bit halfway around, people cheering and everything. That's great, isn't it? When we did the first half in 28 and a half, and then we did the whole thing in 55. Yeah. So, so how we sped up a little bit. I mean, only margin, yeah. it's only 27, isn't it, the second half? But Yeah, the good bit is basically that we did that without thinking about it. Yeah. Just happened naturally. So the grass in the dark, it was great. It was really good. And you've been doing not much since then. You've had a run. I've had a run since then. This is uh, this is Thursday. That was Saturday afternoon. Right. I went for a run on Monday. Yeah. Which I really enjoyed actually. No, no. Wait a minute. Let me. <laughs> is that accurate? I went for a run on Monday, which went well. But I felt you rough. said you felt a bit beaten. That's up right. I felt heavy. I felt really. Like, I, like I'd put on a couple of pounds, which in technically, apparently, according to the scales, you isn't accurate. Is it not? No, but wherever I'm carrying my weight, I'm not carrying it in I, good running places. Because I've put a little bit on. Since my, we talked about this in Spooky Sprint, but because I was going, we might as well talk about it again. Absolutely. It's letting your body rest. And you do... You just, you just relax a little bit, but you kind of have to before you begin again. That's right. Well, I feel I have to. Some people just maintain it constantly. Some people run races two weeks after marathon, and that's cool, but that's right. it doesn't really suit me. No, I was talking to uh, Dave Williams, our friend, who's a very speedy runner. He's slightly, slightly older. He's a couple of years older than you, I think. Yeah. And he got a fantastic time in Manchester last year, and he did Manchester and London this yeah. year. And I was like, how, how did that feel, Dave? Three weeks apart, and he was like, he really enjoyed it and was really pleased with it. But he said that was right on the line. Yeah. That if they'd been two weeks apart, it would have been a mistake. I suppose three weeks you have one week total recovery and then not doing much, and then yeah, just resting. It's, 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 
And he did virtually the same time for both, didn't he? Yes, that's right. Yeah. So there was no tail off or brutal. To me, crash. that indicates he could get faster if he wanted. That's interesting. But that's just me. That's just me indicating. That might yeah, not yeah. be true. You don't need to indicate. You're not in a car now. No, so. but it, it makes me feel that he could get. He could work on his speed a bit more. Yeah, that's that's interesting. But you know, I can see. Excuse, me. excuse me. It's the vegan diet. We're on but the I think also the other connection for me is I really remember uh, last year going from. Uh, yeah, sorry about the noise there. We just come hit the main road at Archway, but the main now artery leading into London. We're going into Queenswood. I'll get you run up the road there. It's fantastic. Look at this autumn scene. Go along that pavement in the Ooh. sunshine. There he goes. Tomkinson on the move. So yeah, last year, right? Yeah. Berlin, three thirty-two. Um, blew out near the end. Um, two weeks later. Royal Parks. I don't remember what my Royal Parks time was. It, it wasn't my PB there. But it was quite solid. It was though, good. It? it was solid. Yeah. It was like an hour, one hour 35, something like that. Right. And, uh, but I, two things about that are, one, I really felt like, I felt it on two levels. Right. I could still feel Berlin in my legs. Oh, come on. You can't run half. You just run a marathon. But in my deeper fitness, in my kind of long game fitness... You had the strength. I had the strength. And by doing that run, I kind of saw the difference. Yeah. And that was really healthy. But equally, I found the whole thing very spiritually pleasing. But that's because I had a miserable time in Berlin. Yeah, that's So I kind of needed to go out and fix it. in Berlin anymore. Exactly. (laughs) Yay! Sometimes you need to run to get rid of the run you've Exactly. So if you have a great marathon, then I think think if Berlin had been been my favourite marathon ever, I might have even blown out the Royal Parks, you know, so six of one. But what you were saying, going right back to possibly clapping on a pound or two, or just letting it go a little bit after Yorkshire, is... It's the long game, you know. Yeah. I was last week. I was thinking, oh, I keep missing runs. It's, like, it's okay, because next week you're going to get back on it. And by the end of November, that's the trick. You isn't can it? give yourself a present of being fit, you know. Yeah. And I trusted myself. That's you the key. Get a bit more. Uh, the longer you run, the more you understand what you need. Yeah. And everyone sort of needs the same stuff, but in slightly different ways, don't yes, they? It's yeah, all yeah. food, isn't it? What you're feeding your body with in terms of actual food, yeah, and but also ex- mileage and training. And it's the exercise and the stretching. I mean, yeah. it's, it's fascinating. For, I, I find me and you, because sut- the differences are so subtle, but there are so many. And I think, I suppose, not everyone's got that. You look at yourself, you really have to find your, exactly your own path, don't you? It was... Uh, I really think things. I think we're doing quite well at, at repeating all the important bits of the conversation we had during the speech sprint. Yeah, because uh, Louise from uh, "Can Hear Me Run" had said on Twitter that day something along the lines of, "Oops, sorry, man. sorry." There are as many reasons for running as there are runners. Yes, and I think that that's really true, really worth remembering. And also, I would argue there are as many ways to run approaches to running you know running based mindsets yes yeah i mean obviously there's loads of stuff that applies to everyone like, yeah, if you're like in a running, running magazine like running itself yeah yeah you have got to run yeah yeah, yeah. but on the other <laughs> hand to really build a really nuanced relationship with it you're ultimately going to be on your own well i've got these uh these fellas at london heathside 
and they they but they ran the Abingdon Marin, Marathon a few weeks ago, which is a really quick course. Yeah. Apparently. It's not. It doesn't feel that sexy, does it? Let's. It's not up there with the majors like Tokyo, Chicago, and Abingdon. No, but it's meant to be really fast and flat. And, and yeah, yeah. club runners run it for a PB. Yeah, I mean to be fair, those two things sound like the same thing. It's like it's Abingdon. Yeah, those, those club runners run yeah. it. It sounds double not fun. But it's. But for club runners, it is. Fun. Of course. And uh, and there's one guy who's older than me, an un- underwater guy who controlled the sea. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm thinking of a different guy. And he uh, got killed by 10 million pounds of sludge from New York and New Jersey. No, definitely a different guy. Definitely, definitely a different fella. He's late 40s and he runs loads. Yeah. He runs like his highest mile, mile trainings were like 80 miles a week, you know. Right. I mean, he really leathers it. And he, uh, and he beat his PB over the marathon by four seconds. Yeah. Which is great. It was like 2.54. He's a, he's a very fast runner. Yeah. Then this other kid who's a bit younger. Yeah. He runs about 40, 45 miles a week. Yeah. He came in at 2.55 and beats PB by seven minutes. Right. And a lot of that's about age. Yeah. But it's also different approaches, isn't it? The high mileage thing. And as you get older, I suppose it's harder to get faster. Yeah. But And in the wider scheme of life, it's just harder to change as you get older. Yeah. Because you can't... What you've got is... I was talking to my wife about this the other day. It's like the flow of the river. You know, you basically, when you're younger, you're just, you're just drifting along. So imagine you're, you're like a yacht. Yeah. You, you, the river is everything in your life that you've got going on. Right. So when you say you're tw- in your 20s, you're drifting along. And what you don't realise is you're not drifting along at a pace. You know, we've talked about this before. You can go out partying, you can lose four days. Of uh, you know of, of useful life. activity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You could you could go on a tour. I, you know, in 1996, I went on a five six month tour of Europe. Right. I didn't really miss anything at home. Yeah. I had friends and places to be. But you know, but if I went on a five important. month tour now, yeah. You know, it would break me because I'd be missing my family, and, and it's not just those big obvious things like wives and children and careers. It's all the little things, you know. Well, it, it, you, you accrue this kind of pace of life, this kind of content, and in the end, when you when you get to a little bit older and you want to change, you've got to take care. It's generally a bit of fine tuning. As the guy who taught me to fly a kite one brilliant sunny evening in 1984 said, smooth corrections. You know, if you yank it, it's just going to dive Little down things. and smash into the ground. But in, t- in terms of like the yacht metaphor as well, when you're 19 or 20, there's nothing in the yacht. That's right. The yacht's kind of... It's just you. The yacht's all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And then in your late 40s, the yacht's full of stuff. You don't even so know you're in a yacht. Yeah, exactly. So the five-month tour is, is almost you in a lifeboat off the yacht, yeah, off yeah. the side of the yacht. And at that stage, you could just stay in that boat forever, and that might end up being the one that you feel <laughs> yeah. with. You, know, yeah. you might go off around the world and not come back. But then your family's on the yacht saying, where's Rob? Exactly. Now, we, now we're lost. If you want to make a big change now, <laughs> yeah. it's not like you can't make a big change. You can, of course. But it's just the decision. You've got to know what you're doing. And let's do, piling up the analogies now, but apparently Neil Peart from Rush um, yeah. changed the way he drums. Right. Like in his 40s. Okay. He, and he's obviously, well, not obviously, but he is, I can tell you now, one of the greatest drummers, you know, a really amazing musician. Yeah. And yet he made this decision to, change to his, technique. his technique. It's amazing. And rebuild it from the ground up. And like we say, this is what sometimes sports people have to do to improve their 
and, and sometimes well, like just to get players a, or whatever, yeah, yeah to get a tiny bit of qualitative increase. And what was the result of the change? The drumming? Yeah. Well, I think he thinks he's bad. But did he end up sounding exactly the same to everyone else? Or? Yeah. And, <laughs> and sometimes when he plays some of the older beats, I think he reverts back. He's not doing that right. <laughs> <laughs> I think to get very specific about Neil Pitt, that he. Uh, He's very digital. He's kind of trying to turn drumming into maths. Right. Which works amazing. Like digitally recorded music, it works amazingly for about the first 99.999% of the time. But when you need and then when you get to the bit where you need a bit of feel, a bit of space, he's like he's, trying, he's, written, yeah. he's written the space out of it. But there we go. It's like with runners who, uh, if you seriously want to change the way you run... It's really tricky to do, isn't it? You know, there's people hooked onto techniques like running with a whole body or running, you're just running in tra- different ways, your foot placement or whatever. Yeah. Because you, you settle on a technique that yeah. might not look that efficient, but it, it becomes efficient for you. Yeah. We've both got quite weird styles. Oh, yeah, well, exactly. And it's like, I think but to change it, it'd be really hard work. If I really knew what I was doing, or if someone told me what to do, I'm sure that changing the way I step or the way, oh, look at this. This is Paul's bit, you remember. The Jurassic Park bit of Queenswood. And it looks, it's fantastic. It doesn't really look like autumn here. Though the leaves are tumbling down around us. Oh, I had you there. Let me get you in. Because, you know, it sets the scene very nicely. Watch out, there's a velociraptor coming out behind you. There's actually leaves fluttering down as I take this. It's really beautiful. So, yeah, I believe that if a proper trainer said to me, you need to change, relearn the way you place your feet or learn to breathe, I'm sure I could get faster. But equally, I have no urge to because I'm not that guy. Yeah, and also it feels like it just takes up too much time. You know, it's too much to develop this way of running. It's good fun. Yeah. And it's like, do you find your... Style changes whilst you run, say, a marathon. Do you find you find yourself running in slightly different ways? Because I find my style slightly changing yeah. as it gets on. And it, get, it gets more... There's a stage at which it gets more economical the further it gets. And then there's a stage where everything falls apart. That's and, interesting. And you're just yeah, yeah. all over. But there's a stage where you hit a kind of flow where yeah. you're knackered but still pushing it and holding it together. That's right. And it I feels think. so lean and, like, shark-like. That's right. Absolutely. No, I think... More generally, I don't think I'm as in control like during a marathon as you. But I think I know when I'm running well. Yeah. And, and it's, 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 it's a little bit different, doesn't it? That's right. It's like being, it's like getting, I was going to say it's like getting a car into Top Gear. It's not like that. It's more like getting a bike into Top Gear. Yeah. You're going down a hill. It feels cruising. You get into Top Gear, but then you settle into it and you think, wait a minute, I could cycle like this, this is the time. Yeah, yeah, this, this feels, this feels real. Sorry. And then, the funny oh. thing is, Run with the dogs tonight. Run with the scary, now, uh, scary looking dogs. Yeah, listeners would know that we all quite met a bunch of dogs looking. in the wood. Number <laughs> four, and these are with lots of people, but they are no, but big, these, these aren't fluffy dogs. dogs. They look like sort of fighting. Bitey dogs. <laughs> fighting bitey I think that <laughs> running with the bitey dogs. In rather <laughs> nervously. <laughs> if we'd seen those dogs in the wood... <laughs> At the spooky sprint. Yeah, it'd be game over. Yeah, we're quite hell. Or if just one they? of them appeared on their own looking at you from the brow of a hill, yeah, yeah. you'd probably stop running, wouldn't you? And then you saw it, and I said, yeah. <laughs> I can't see that. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what you mean. We love you, Damien. We love you. <laughs> so so my, my style, when I'm doing well, is quite a sort of low, quick shuffle. 
sort of arm carriage gets lower yeah. and, and quite high cadence with the legs. Yeah. And it just feels a bit different, but I don't run like See, that for all me, the time. high cadence is a girl I knew at university. She's nice. <laughs> we'll always remember high cadence. <laughs> Great days. <laughs> Good mates oh. with high fidelity. <laughs> Felicity. How, how do you feel? What's your style like? Because you've got your little... You've got your arms going, haven't you, a lot? Yeah, well, I was going to say, my hands, I think fairly unusually. It's all about up. Yeah. You know, I think in life, I'm quite humpy. Right. The Scottish term meaning, I suppose, you know, my shoulders are slightly hunched. Right. And I also roll from side to side when I'm walking and running. Yeah. So I have no awareness of um, but I can see it. No, you can see it when see you it see partly it. because it's been pointed out to me and partly with this video. But uh, my, my primary school teacher, who was very core cool, respected a lot, he said, I look like the Hofmeister bear. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I was in a school corridor in Holland in uh, the early, about 25 years ago. And uh, it was like between classes. So all the kids were there. I was just walking down the corridor, yeah. probably in some stupid costume for the show. So I can handle this. This is cool. I'm a grown-up. They're just kids. And one of them, I've got to tell you, this isn't great podcast material because he just caught my eye. Yeah. And he went like this. But he started doing an impression of He just did one. <laughs> he didn't even walk. He was sitting on the windowsill. He just rolled his shoulders. Just gave you a glimpse of yourself. This, my friend, is the way you walk. And yeah. I own me. I mean, and I find it ridiculous, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, on that Channel 4 show about the Oxford Marathon, I thought my run in a little pre-run VT. Right. like an idiot. And my lovely wife said, oh, no, you don't normally run like that. I'm not sure I entirely believe her. But I think I normally run a bit like that. That's because we were running... Slowly trying not to run into the camera bike. Yeah, yeah. Us. Or fall over in the park. Yeah. Or in a slow-exaggerated style. Yeah. But you didn't look like an idiot. But I, yeah, no, so but I, I felt like an idiot. I get my chest up. I look ahead. And when I'm going well, my hands are really dry. coming right up in front of my chest. That's good. Well, that's One, a good two. style. Yeah, that's it's very steady. to be driving like that with and a high I, chest. I just, and I always find it... I always know that I'm already doing it. You know, I never decide right. to do it. Right. I'm always going along, and then I look and think, think, "Oh wow, this is, oh, this is where I want to be." Yeah. And when I'm fit, like I was in September into, well, August September into the marathon, then I can access that most of the time. And also, newly since we've been doing this, yeah, I can do it. It's not as allied to pace. You know, that used to mean I was basically running a bit too fast. Right. Careful. But I can do that at different speeds. That's why the spooky sprint felt good. We ran well without running fast. There are two more things that it's quite good to separate out. Yes. We've just um, come past the this is nice, toilets isn't it? and the playground. This is what I meant about running through leaves. Yeah, though, it's, it's great. It's a glorious period. We're basically acting out the beginning of Silence of the Lambs. <laughs> And sure enough, I bet you've got a good temperature in your t-shirt, and I'm boiling in my it feels good actually, top, yeah. in my space suit. It's amazing how uh, quickly you do heat up those through running. Oh yeah, there's a squirrel bounding through the leaves up ahead. You see that on the oh, left? There's lots oh, of there you go. He's gone up a tree. Lots of nature. Still going to eat you. Still going to catch you and eat you. It's actually got a nut or something in its mouth. Nuts. It's like a cliche, mate. Come on, get round this side of the tree. Nuts. It's only a thin tree. Okay, we 
Sorry, Paul. Looking He's right up there now. Until we have He's in the canopy. Natural yeah. environment. <laughs> There's no way you can see the squirrel in that picture. It just leaves. Just leaves. And then the leap across the gorge. Very nice. So, yeah, that's my style. And I'm not going to change it. And also, going right back to the rush drumming thing, you know, you've got to worry. I don't want to be OCD and fear fixing and, you know. Yeah. But you've got to be careful of the intangibles that you lose if you train yourself to do something different, you know. Yeah, what, what will you lose? The stuff that you don't know about yourself that is actually good to have. That's yeah, useful. There's a way that you've developed running. I mean, you know, I run a bit pigeon-toed, and my my trainers always. If you look at the heel, they always slant in a weird direction. I obviously pronate. Right. There's various things going on, but you know, you just sort of, you just get on with it, don't you? It's your run, isn't <laughs> at it? At your level, it's like yeah. a signature, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and for me, I think that the comparison with arty things is very valid and of something I was aware of as a theory before I ever even considered running and that's that when you're young going back to the yachts you know yeah, you don't know what you don't know and if you're a creative that leads to great stuff you know Let's take a band to look at New Order. Yeah. Yes, yeah. You know, what they did was define what they wanted to sound like yeah. and what they were able to play. Yes. And, and Joy Division, in fact. Within, within the... You run within, within your own limitations. That's so right. You do whatever you do within your um, own limitations. And they don't think of them as limitations. No, no. So that space is, is comes into the music. And, and you, you couldn't turn around at 50 and make the music a band like... Do it, any band, you know, bands, young bands make yeah. fresh sounds. Yeah. Old bands make accomplished sounds. Yes. Look there at Harrison Ford. Yeah. You know, in as Han Solo in the first Star Wars film, he's he's got this loose, ineffable cool. Wait. And then yes. as Han Solo in uh, uh, what's it called, um, Force Awakens, he's brilliant. He plays the character really well. He really steps up, hits the comedy beats and the action beats. But it's the work of a seasoned actor. It's yes, a completely different, different yeah. thing. He's learnt what he knew already, sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah. He's gone from his ego into his id. Yeah. And then he, what I'm trying to say is all the things we don't know should be cherished. I agree, yeah. I agree. Oh, something spooky happening here oh. in the dark. We can't fake oh. it, Kevin. It's gone. This would be a great place for spooky sprint. Well, you know, <laughs> it would be too scary. I was wondering where else you could do it because it was perfect. This pointy house and this, this would park. be a perfect place for it. Yeah, you need a pointy, pointy mansion, though. Yeah. But my family, some of my family live in a fantastic village in Buckinghamshire called Quainton. Right. Going up there for the fireworks this weekend, and uh, that's where Wadston is, which is. Uh, I want to say home of, uh, I don't know, some famous, the Rothschilds, maybe? Yeah. Fantastic stately home. It's been in films as well. I think there's a spooky sprint there next year. So, uh, do that one. Check it out this weekend. I want to do loads of of different quirky events. It's just just the blooming gigs, isn't it? Just that kind of need-to-earn thing, isn't it? Yeah. It, it did is get our working week. Saturday is our working. So chuffed to do the spooky sprint, but it was slightly ridiculous, wasn't it? Because well, you I rushed drove there. Up, I drove up from London jet lagged to do it. Yeah. And you drove across from Manchester. And hung over. Jet lagged, hung over. Yeah. Just stupid. 
And I had to get back to Manchester for a gig. I got in the car. I literally had my running number and my medal on, and I was probably steaming slightly. Got in the car, headed up to Manchester. A petrol light was on. I thought, with Nexus services. I thought, I'll go to the next service. I came off before the next services. Went round a roundabout. Oh, there's no petrol station. Oh, there is. I've missed it. Anyway, ended up 25, 30 miles into my reserve. Going up over the moors oh. in fog. <laughs> oh, fuck. <okay. laughs> just going, oh. oh, my God. Who needs a spooky spray? Yeah, and never buying beer. It's just so funny when the things that actually terrify you are the uh, whether anyone's going to come to the family party, yeah, yeah. whether you're going to yeah. run out of petrol, whether you're going to lose the recording. None of these things are spooky, but they're all pretty scary. Yeah. But losing, running out of petrol on the moors is a... <laughs> That's a spooky moment. Well, I did. I did think to myself, I thought, oh, I'm going to miss the go, gig. Should we go around and do that little loop up the hill, or do you want to just go back? Um, it's up to, completely up to you. Well, uh, Distance-wise, what does it mean? Seven's good for me. Yeah, I think that'll be about... I think it'll be about seven. Yeah. It's very beautiful out here, so let's get out. We, we're yeah. currently... We're just leaving Hargate Wood, and we're going to go along the terrace to Ali, Ali Pali Park. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. So, we're going to get next to the buses one more time. Yeah, we're going to get on the bus for this one. Yeah, yeah, it's great. That reminds me of something else we talked about at Parkinson's UK Spooky Sprint, a brilliant event we did at the weekend, yeah. um, which was what we're going to do, you know, coming up on the new year and what that year is going to hold for us in all kinds of ways. Because I think that we said that in the run-up to Christmas. Got lots of nice guests coming up for you. Yes. And uh, we want to do a, someone said, online marathon tip. So we're currently collating great marathon tips, particularly left field. Just unusual ones. Unusual ones, because it's easy to find the good ones. You know, the, 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 the magazine that they send out with whatever marathon you did will tell you how to run Train it without hurting it. yourself. Yeah. 
what we want is insights, you know, things that you just wouldn't know unless you were told. Idiosyncratic little tips. We've got some of our own. We want yours. And we're going to lay those out before Christmas because this is what we're in now. We're in the pre-training. For us, yeah, we're in that kind of foundation phase, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Training, getting the miles. And, and for me, I'd like to, and I keep saying this, but if I want to be free, I think there's a couple of things I need to do, but one of them is I do need to get a bit stronger. Yeah. So I'm determined to do all that boring. For me, anyway, feels boring. Press-ups and planking. Yeah, see, I love that stuff. Yeah, you, you really like it. I You're really appreciate it. it. Well, like I said about getting back to it this week, I did, as well as that run on Monday, I did all my press-ups and planking on Tuesday, and there was a summer message just at the weekend, but there was some new story going around saying planking for a long time is a waste of time. And it really made me think about it, because, and I thought that for me... It's all about, it's very psychological. I mean, it's definitely a good exercise. Press-ups and planking have given me a six-pack. Yes, yeah. It's not amazing, but just the fact that it exists. Yeah, that's great. What the hell's happening down there? You know, young me, and when I say young, first 35 years me, says, what the devil? So, and that's pretty good. That's press-ups and planking. Yeah. But also... It's difficult, you know. I, I, I stopped, like we say, I, I didn't plank all last week. That's right, I took a week off. Yeah. And I normally plank three minutes. And the other day, it was all I could do to get to two and a half. Which is that was sheer fantastic. stubbornness from two. Yeah. And That's all of that, amazing. even though it only takes 30 seconds, I think that training, at biting down on it and hanging on in there, is, is useful for, yeah. for long runs. Yeah. I think so. So even if it's... Not physically beneficial, which it is. It obviously is. Look at this. Look at that's a view across London. The old, misty autumn gorgeousness. I was trying to selfie one and get us both in. There you go. Hello. Easy. That's going to be a great photo. Also, uh, just a bit of pure stretching as well so that you get just a little bit more out of every natural stride. Because that adds up. I'm amazed. And flattered. Um, that even if by accident, the training you feel you need to do taps into things that I do. Because there's lots of stretching, lots of planking, lots of press-ups. Yeah. And the other thing you said the other day that you want to do is more long runs at a bit, with a bit more pace. Yeah, finishing at pace. Yeah, just focusing on the last sort of third of it at pace, you know. Just yeah, yeah. So you get used to running tired, running fast when you're tired, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which, of course, I do purely because I'm not good at running slow. I yeah, if I go out for a 15-mile run, I generally don't c- consider a different speed to a five-mile run. You know? Right. See, I love running slow. Yeah. I really like Well, it. I think it's a skill. Is it, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it is a, it's just the skill I lack. You know, yeah. my whole idea of me being a, a fairly good pace distance runner is all to do with the ignorance, you know. Yeah, but it's, it's just like what we were just saying. It's what you, know? you do, isn't it? My yeah. ignorance has helped me. I love running at nine-minute miles and just really <laughs> relaxing and thinking or yeah. not thinking or whatever. Ooh. Ooh. Spooky. But I'm, no, I'm going to have to... It's more on the long Sunday runs or whenever we do them. I'm going to have to just focus on the last four or five miles. Yeah. Pushing it. You know. Well, we'll have to do that thing, going back to before we started podcasting, where... We would do whatever run we were doing and then meet and run for a bit and then carry on. Yeah. Because I think we did that quite well in Yorkshire, knowing that we did setting off next to each other and both going for good times, but not exactly the same. Yeah. We did a good job of training 
together in tandem. Yeah. Exactly. And I think we can hold on to that. So we're in the pre-marathon phase now. And we'll address that and talk to you guys about it. And then... So what are you... Wait, 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 wait. Let's wind it back just a second. So what are you going to... Are you going to do anything differently? Or what's your... I think... What's your angle? Because I'm definitively saying I'm trying to beat three hours. Yeah. Now, six months away. Yeah, yeah. I'm after it. I can taste it. Uh, Good. <laughs> I think you can do it. I think you so, will do it. So, uh... Well, I think going to what I was saying... Uh, planking there the thing about it is you got a really good time in Yorkshire but also psychologically you ran your best London yeah. it wasn't your fastest London it was just your best run race yes. yeah so if you can combine as we all should over a marathon your mindset with your fitness then that three hours it's it available to, to you to happen, yeah. it's there the one thing you're going to have to sort out is we I know I need to do that more. You're going to get yourself arrested. <laughs> yeah, that would definitely. So it can be hard to beat three hours if you're locked up. <laughs> I've got good news. I've got soft three, and bad news is <laughs> yeah. I've got a public order. Of <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not allowed to run the London Marathon I think ever you again. You obviously need to. Well, one, I obviously need to hydrate less. Maybe, yeah. Because for a lot of the long runs, I wasn't really hydrating much at all. Yeah. And then suddenly you're really concerned about it. I remember on our um, long training run last February or whenever it was. And it's funny, I think this is another episode we lost, which is probably a slightly better news than losing this week's spin. Because you did. I think we broke it into three bits. Probably. And the first two were okay, and the third one wasn't. And we got lost. And we, <laughs> we weren't lost. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we got into Hyde Park and uh, we'd come a long way and we were very grumpy. It was this lost thing. My thing was the, the route finding, which was not impressive. Uh, morning. How many magpies? Morning, 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 morning. That's five, right? Five. One for side, two for two, three for girl, four for a boy, five for a silver. So you're not going to get that sub three. Bad luck. Um... Well, I'm, I'm actually going to go for 2.55. So then you've got your cushion. Well, that's the way so to do it. That three, because the three thing gets in people's heads, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And it becomes like some kind of crazy fetish. Yeah, yeah. So I want to I burst past it in my mind already and then try and operate the cushion. But that's a different story. But Yeah, well, I think that that's really valid because we did a good job of narrowing down our, in the run-up to Yorkshire, first of all, we assessed Where what we, we would around. be able to do. Yeah. And then we came up with the... Good, better, fan dabby dozy yeah. possibilities. Which in turn led to something which we talked about the other day, so I'm glad I remembered. Which is really nice. Thank you to everyone who's got in touch and told us that we've been a part of their running story. People who've come back from marathons and half marathons saying thanks for being there on the training runs or on the run itself. Well, we it's are, we are. To think that you're with people on their long runs. Yeah, we are. Through those moments. We're, we're, we're um, so happy to be a part of that. We're, uh, I can't find the word. There's a word I'm looking for here. It's uh, poor. Well, it's nice. <laughs> um, so yeah, but so but one of those things was we were both narrowed down to a five-minute window, and I think you'd agree that we knew in our that we we trusted ourselves on that five-minute window. You know that we were looking at. It would be nice to get this time, yeah. but I should definitely do it by this time. With yes. you, it was 3 to 3.05, and me, it was 3.15 to 3.20. And that was a really useful barometer. Yes. So now you're putting that window... 2.55. 2.55 to 3. To three. Yeah. Well, I mine mean, is 
310 to 315. Although that's the 255 to 3. <laughs> that does represent a fan dabby dozy window. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, look, I was just going to say, yeah. we assessed and, and ch- judged on where we were, wasn't it? I was just saying, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. But you've, all, <laughs> you've, also got, you've always got to say that a PB is amazing. Yes. All, for all times, haven't you? Oh, yeah. So anything faster than what you've done before is amazing. It's got to be a good thing, that's yeah. right. Now, I am... Um, because I am... Um, my PB is... 3.14.07. Right. But I think until six months ago, I thought, well, that's in the past. Whereas with uh, Yorkshire, I'm back. Yeah. I feel like in touch with my in a, in available a marathons. Yeah. And uh, I think I had not much more to give in Yorkshire, but the potential to be better. Right. And what did I come in at? I can't remember my time. 3.19.5. Right. And... Uh, so what I want to do in London, it's true, my window isn't 310 to 315. My window would be something like 314 to 318, you know what I mean? Right. Because so I down. My uh, good would be a London PB. Yes. And my fan Dabby Dozy would be a PB. Would be a PB. Yes. So that means I've got to, I've got to beat 319.18. Right. And I'd love to beat 314.07. Right. So... All achievable. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the thing that I did this year that I want to repeat is to get the miles up, but I also want to get to miles jump because I think you right. can probably help me. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, miles can help you. Um, get the miles up, but not overdo it. That was really interesting doing it this year, and I definitely want to do it. But equally, I don't think I'll ever get as many miles in as you. I think my legs are more injurable than yours. Yeah, I think so. So I think, yeah, I think you know, so. got I got into running every day. And in the end, certainly in the last month, I could have done with a bit more tapering after my long run. And that ties in with the other thing I was going to say. There's really a lot of roots hidden in between the uh, leaves there. It's quite dangerous, wasn't it? Just at the gates of Alexandra Palace Park. So, um, so just so I've got to sort out my phys- physiognomy. I've got to get some good physio. Get, try and be a little bit less blase about injury and constant yes, aches yeah, and really, niggles. Yeah, definitely. I think try and so. fix them. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is external to what I'm doing already. I need to like to do a bit of yoga. I like to get some great new shoes. Shoes are important. Do some good stretching, and maybe get some physio and some massage and stuff, and consider it an important ingredient. But it's expensive, this stuff. It is expensive, that kind of stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Well, that's it, really. I need to kind of repeat what I did this year and slightly clean up my act and look after my knees and my yeah, feet. Yeah, yeah, You don't want to be running in pain all the time. Well, you think, but, but equally, in a funny kind of way, we're just getting into that hill regular listeners will know that the fun bit of this walk is we get on the road up Muswell Hill and it's a good pull. So if we get... If you, can hear a gear change in our voices, that's what it this is. is good strength. What is that guy on the bike saying, go on? Ooh, I was glad to have him. One of my bike. Um, I mean, because the other thing is, I've just remembered this, we haven't really talked about it much. I was in a lot of pain in Yorkshire. In I had like this bone ache thing in my right foot. Yes. For about the first five miles. In York. Which, yeah. And this was a pre-marathon ache that I thought was psychosomatic. But it was a real... And it was a real thing. Yeah. And probably connected... To the fact that you know they just didn't have any shoes that didn't leave me hurting on the right somewhere at some point. So if I can run without hurting, that's going to be. There's got to be a minute or two in that, hasn't there? You thought so, yeah. You think? So that's what I'm after. But then, in the wider scheme of things, it's so relevant what we were saying about how the moment you recognise what you don't know 
it becomes something you know, you know. And all the time, I love the kind of gentle drift. Already we're talking about these five-minute windows, but we just found those in September. We weren't making decisions like we are now. And similarly, I never planned to be a two-marathon-a-year person. No. So well, that's we're on where we're at. Territory, yeah. yeah. But now we've found it. It does feel quite natural. Yeah, I'm going to keep it. Yeah. So we both want to do New York as well. Yeah, well, it was good for me because I said to you, uh, with your time in Yorkshire, you get good for age in New York, which is true. Right. At your age, sub three five. Which is tight, isn't it? I just creep in. Oh, it's two pretty minutes. hard work, isn't it? They're very strict luck time, so yeah. I think two minutes is convincing. Yeah. I mean, when I had three fourteen, I thought, oh, I'll get in now. It'll be 3.15. They'll let me in. And it was 2.58. Wow. So, you know. Yeah. Um, because so, you're younger. Yeah. Yeah. It's not going to be... No, I'd still have to have 2.58. Yeah. Just as so, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> no, I would. Because <laughs> 45 is the line. And we're either side of it. So, it's 3.05 for you. 2.58 for me. Right. Which you're probably going to get... If you beat 2.58 in April, you can... It's just a tiny little way you can rub my nose in it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so obviously it's not going to be easy, but theoretically, you can just claim your place. But when I told him this, dear listener, he went, yeah, I might, I might. And I thought, I've always wanted to do New York. I was going to do it in 2018. And I realised that I want to do it. So, and... Uh, Never put off till tomorrow what you can do today. Let's do it, yeah, let's do it. So I made a decision. We're going to do it? Yeah! New York! New York! Welcome to New York. It's been waiting for you. I heard it's got an amazing atmosphere to it, New York. I've heard, I've heard it's incredible. It was quite inspiring talking to, I think, Jason Byrne in particular. But there was a couple of our comedians in the summer who'd done New York. And uh, it's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. Although... Five burrows. I mean, I'll maintain a level of distance and scepticism because I was excited about Berlin. Yeah. <laughs> so, those are our marathons. London and uh, New York. I, di- I didn't realise till this year that there were spring and autumn running seasons. Yeah, there is this. this well, the, the classic one really is is just summer track and then awesome cross country. But for road runners, it seems to be your two meep, meep. your two marathons. Yeah, and for Wiley Coyotes, you just get a device that seems like it's going to work <laughs> and get in behind the road runners. But I hope to do London and then do a bit of track racing. Yeah, June, July. And then build mileage again for New York. Because I find that sort of, that year thing, we're getting a little bit sort of planny about it. Yeah. But that autumn marathon, after all that fitness you built up for the for the spring marathon, yeah. you're just starting off from, from a good place, aren't you? Yeah, well, absolutely. there's nothing to say that we're not starting off from a good place now. It's all momentum, I suppose. It's all to do with ongoing fitness, isn't yeah. it? That's right. Anyway, that's Paul in front of that great vista. So, uh, and how's work and all that stuff for you coming up to Christmas? What's a, what's uh, yeah, a like drama? all the Christmas shows, that's going to yeah. be great. I've got another 
done a couple of fantastic charity shows at the Comedy Store, particularly Shake We Laughter, we talked about that, the Parkinson's one. It was a tremendous gig. Sold out. Great show. Made £8,000. That's great. But the last... um, And who was on again? Alan Davis. Alan Davis closing. He was great. seen him for ages. Grumpy. What, Grumpy on stage? Yeah, Grumpy actually. Oh, no, lovely off stage. Um, You know, and everyone loves a Grumpy comic. He's playing the Grumpy... Like forties kind of carrots. That's it. Kind of ne- parenting, you know, saying right. all the wrong things about parenting. Right, right. <laughs> Laughing at this little girl falling over and banging her head. Right. But in a good way. Dom Holland was on. Dominic. Doing great stuff Dominic. about how his son great. plays Spider-Man. Really? So yeah. Being really funny about. That. Yeah, very good. And brilliant because it's true. You know? Yes. Um, Carrie Godleman, she's fantastic. Yeah, she's amazing. I think a lot of people obviously knew who she was from her acting. Didn't realise what a great comedian she is. She's, I, th- I think she's the funniest female stand-up out there. I, honestly I think, think she's, she's one of the funniest stand-ups out there. I think she's female hilarious. or male. No, you're right. She's hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Nathan Caton was on. He's excellent as well. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, the Knights Next Door were on, and they were great, and they do something different. And also, they're actually... They're, there's five of them. They're a band, as it were. And one of them's going solo. So that was one of the last time chances right, to see right. them as a five. But I've got one more charity gig lined up. It's raw with laughter rather than shape with laughter. For ZSL. And uh, it's at the Apollo, the Hammersmith Apollo. That'll be brilliant, wouldn't it? Well, all comedians be yeah. want to do it, not all least because of the Apollo. Apollo, but also as a music fan. When I saw the flaming lips on there, I thought, oh, I've got to get me a piece of that. That's going to be really Yeah, that's on November the 18th. Right. Tickets still available. That'll be all right. I'm hosting, and the bill is fantastic again. Dara Brian, Sean Walsh. So is that a Friday? Ashton B. Is that a Friday night? Uh, yeah. Right. Ashton B is superb, actually. I don't know if you, I'd said before, and she's always been really strong stage presence and then she got famous but the other day she was on fire good for her fantastic. she's excellent um, fantastic and Kevin Eldon's on very very funny he's man. funny is that all of them Sean Walsh Kevin Eldon Ashton B Dara Brian Himran Yusuf that's and, a great one isn't it that's a really good one I think I've missed one as well a good one yeah probably someone massive yeah yeah no Jerry Seinfeld yeah yeah that's right Richard Pryor popping over it's closing I think so that's the big gig of the autumn. And then we go into Christmas, you know. Which Christmas is, gigs. They start to get a bit... They can get a bit ...shoddy with, with people who don't normally go to gigs. But they're fun as well. Plus, that's a bee. I do a lot of Christmas material. Yeah, so that's fun. Get your Christmas gigs. Have you got any... I know it's a little bit in-house, but have you got any corporates? Um, because sometimes yeah, there's a few lucrative corporates. There's a few award ceremonies around there, aren't there? Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've got a couple. Good. So keep the wolf from the door. Absolutely. It's so a busy November, December for comics is that should be the busiest period of the year. Absolutely, absolutely. But then getting into next year, you know, it's nice. It's not just the running, is it? Next year's just taking shape. You know, I want to spend some time in America in the autumn. I do all the festivals in the summer. Right. Doing some doing the run in Dubai in January. Yeah. And then the, we've got the bath half. Bath half. Preceded. That's a. Get the bath half in. We're going down and doing a gig together with comedians. And they're all doing. And the we're bath all half. doing the bath half. So that's good fun. Yeah. Me and you and, and Al Barry and Barry Castagnola, 
doing it for Parkinson's and a local charity that the comedian have come up with. That'd be good. For it's going to be great, and of course, it's a great. It's, it's the right. It's a wonderful event. It's, it's just the perfect warm up for London. Do you fancy the? Uh, Hampton Court half marathon. When is it? In February. Ah, oh, okay. In February. Look, I'll send it to you. We'll have a think because I've heard that's a good course. Yeah, I've heard that. Natalie Haynes, I think, might have done that. Is she right? Yeah. Um, and uh, the other thing about Bath being a good run up for London is it's good timing for to do a run at that yes. pace at the time, but also. The event is, is, has a similar feel to it, doesn't it? It's quite big. Yeah. And a, gra- and a great... It's a great advert for and part of the city it's in. But it also draws people in from all over the place. It's a great one. Plus, when I did it last year, I was weak. So if yeah. I can be strong by then, it's going to make me feel good. I just, you know, that's all I could do to get around last time. We're on a great... We're so... Lucky because we can be on a flush of getting faster and stronger. Yeah. I've just got to make sure I'm careful if I have a bath at Christmas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please don't go. Also, and we said at the Spooky Sprint, and now I think we should commit to this, we will go back to our traditional Crouch and 10K. We'll be there. But we're, we're, we're going to record. We'll, flag. we'll, we'll t- record it. Yeah. We'll front run it. We'll, we'll run all the way around. It'll Keep the plugs in the machines. There. And do this thing right. So we'll have to do a different 10k round then and get our 40. Well, what's your 10k PB? 39 and a half. Yeah. Right, so you need to break 39. I've got to get down. Once, I'm only just under 42, so any PB that is good, as you say. Oh, oh no. It's not that, they're not that hers, are they? Oh, dear. Yours? No? Wonderful. You didn't lose your glasses, did you? No, I'll put them on the bench. Yeah, leave them on. Here, look, I put them on the top of this post. Then, if anyone comes to look in, they'll find them. It's a shame because they're Dolce they're and cool, Gabbana. They're cool glasses, are they? No, they're not at all. Right. Hello. Hello, I'm a post. They've been discarded. Yeah, maybe that's what happened. Now I want to ask everyone if they've lost their glasses, <laughs> but I don't think that's necessary. What? Look at this while we're stopped. Look at that. We're back in Highgate Wood and it's just, it's actually the perfect moment because in a minute, particularly if there's any bad weather in the next few days, these leaves will be gone. There's a Virginia Creeper. Do you know what a Virginia Creeper looks like? Oh, tell me, tell me. It's that, those totally red leaves. Right. And, they're, and it's not a tree, you know, you always see them hanging down walls or down over, you know, over other bushes and right. stuff. And they're bright red, like deep red. And, uh, it feels like feels a bit New Englandy, doesn't it? That's right. Yeah. But they finished now. We right. got a photo when we were down the canal the other day. Right. And uh, so they're seasonal, are they? Absolutely. Early autumn. And there's one up the alley that which is part of the road I live down. And the other day I went there, and it was like it's like the tree that shakes its leaves off in Harry Potter. Right. You know, they've just gone like that. <laughs> so in a couple of weeks, particularly if a wind blows in, all these gorgeous leaves will be down, and it'll be misery till March. Now, a lot of people have been saying that the sign here, from a certain angle, looks like Haringey does something else to scoop. I, <laughs> I think I need to get a picture well, well, to... People have, been, people have been making amendments to it, which would indicate that... Yeah. <laughs> I don't need to spell that out. 
No. We know, what, did people feel like the, uh, we know what people are suggesting Haringey does. It felt like the Indiendo <laughs> police were coming at us on the motorbike, <laughs> motorbike there. Shut up about the sign! Yeah. We get it! We get it! Okay, let's go this, we'll go this way. Oh, the woods are just getting more and more gorgeous. I feel like we ran, feels a bit like a bungee jump. We, we ran away and away and we turned back. And as we come back, it's just going, loing! Nicer than ever. What's, the, what's the, the Robert Frost poem? The woods are lovely, dark and deep. Like yeah, that's in the snow, though, isn't it? Miles to go before I sleep. Who's, and of course, that's in the snow. Whose grounds these are, I think I know. He lives out in the village, though. Yes. yes. Don't mind me stopping here to watch his woods fill up with snow. His woods are the little horse must think you're queer, too. Something, something. I think we did quite well with that one. And miles to go before, before I sleep. Before and I miles sleep. to go yeah. before yeah. I sleep. That's one of the best poems of all. It is, yeah. It's probably it's the run of the uh, it's the poem of the ultra runner lost in the woods, isn't it? Yeah, in the snow. Although they're not allowed to take ponies <laughs> <laughs> or me up on that Susie hill. I'm going to run a petrol and be late for the gig. Put that pony down. <laughs> of course, once this infernal sub three palavers over, yeah. I am going to start running long distances. Yeah, like yeah. long, long. Okay, well, long, long. That's if I can long get time, long, long. If I can really long, fix long, these long, knees, I'll go long, with you. Long, long, long. And if I can't, I won't. Yeah, that's right. Get some padded trainers on. I run forever. Yeah. Well, we can see from your style, your rhythm, your success that you could run a long way. I don't know. You're like one of these guys. It's like with just what you said earlier, and I quote, I like running slow. Yes, I do like running slow. Yeah. Yeah. And that's interesting for someone who's looking at a sub-three marathon, do you know what I mean? Yes, yeah. It suggests a versatility, and it also suggests that, to a certain extent, that's a short run for you. Yeah, yeah, I just like the, uh, I like like what happens to time when you run really slow. Yeah. Sort of thing. I mean, yeah, for me, I what happens to time when I run really slow is I don't make it to my gig. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't think anything happens. Hi, hi. Uh, for where, where do you want to get to? The railway line, the Parkland Walk. The yeah, no, you're not. Um, it's slightly awkward from here, isn't it? Yeah, it's sort of. But I mean, we're running way. that way. We run down. I would say follow us, but we're going to be going a bit too fast. You've got, but you have got, you've got Highgate Woods up there, which is beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. I mean, it's about. F- oh, the Queenswood Cafe Queenswood is that there. way. Yeah, that, that's, that's straight and up the hill way. that way. But the railway that's back fun. to Finsbury Park right. is that way. But if I keep following this in a straight line. It's all lovely. So Highgate Woods is gorgeous. Yeah. Oh, yeah, then that's over yeah, there. Yeah, you that's can good. do a loop around to Ali Pali. It's lovely. It's and you can have, as you say, you yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's great. That's the way to go. Don't worry about it. Have fun. Have fun. Enjoy the woods. They're lovely. Okay. They were brilliant. They were great. They sort of, they wanted to go part of way, but then they sort of wanted to go somewhere totally different. Oh, it was a different, different railway. No, they were great. There was a little bit of trust. It was almost like one friend had turned to another friend and said, <laughs> we're lost. And that initial friend had said, actually, we're not lost. <laughs> Sorry. They were good fun. They were great. They're going to have a good walk. I mean, it's perfect for them. Yeah. And they're mapped out of walk that we often run that's really nice. And if we hadn't if met we, them, you would say that they were fictional. We're looking for the for the cafe <laughs> in Queenswood. Those were really good. Yeah. Sounds like we're distant now, we're not. We love those ladies. Right. Sorry. Rather damningly, though, they did say 
sorry to interrupt your walk. Oh, no, they said run. They said run. Said, she said walk. She no. said sorry to interrupt your walk. She no, said run. She said run. <laughs> Look at this. Sorry to interrupt you taping your walk. <laughs> it's Claire Balding in the Talking vicinity. your rubbish and going for a stroll. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you've definitely got it in you to go long. Maybe if I fix my legs, I have to. Yeah, it's, it, it's there if you want it. It's got to be a joy, doesn't it? Like anything that's going to damage yourself. Uh, it's just an odd thing for me because I do, it's so hard to describe without doing it in kind of being sort of negative. And I don't mean I'm having a lovely time doing a special step down these long steps. I'm doing like a sway. It's like ice skating. Um, you know, I am a runner... You're a natural runner and you're where you need to be. Yeah. I got here by accident. Yes, yes, I know, I know. You and fell I, into it. I, fe- I just felt, I saw yeah. that so clearly again in Yorkshire. I was in the sub 315 crew. Yeah. I just thought, what am I doing here? Not in a bad way, not in a I want to stop running way. Right. Just in a, these men, and they're all men, have a different relationship to this to me. I need to un- unlearn my drumming and relearn my drumming. What's know. the difference in their relationship? They're more, they're more, that's okay. right. They're more sort of runningy runners, sort of thing. Yeah, they're right. I think they were, you know, they wanted to look at their watch and get the best possible time. Yeah. In the kind of lifelong race for themselves, and I was still putting a quite a lot of effort into chilling out, listening to music, looking out across the fields. You know. Yeah. It's. I don't think. I don't think I'm as good as you are at balancing the athletic and the meditative. It's like the meditative, I kind of need to work quite hard at in a kind of, yeah, I listen to music, man. Right. And the athletic is like, oh, am I? Yeah. And then I'm too competitive to let it go. I don't know. Because I feel quite... It's no bad thing. When I'm sort of running York, I feel quite, I feel quite both at the same time. That sort of flow thing. I don't feel I'm competing with the other runners. I feel I just there to help me find my flow. No, absolutely. No, I don't think... I think you're you're better in both directions. You're more at ease with the meditative and the athletic. And you don't see a conflict. Yeah. But... It's just... Maybe it's, it's just because you're doing it. And maybe it's because you learnt it when you were young. I think you know, I, if I, I found think it for myself when I was 15, yeah. my relationship with it would be com- completely I think I've got different. deep associations with learning and relaxation for long distances. Yeah. For when, when I was a kid, definitely. Yeah. For me, that's eating. Yeah. <laughs> well, we can do that as well. Great. It's a good thing after marathon. Well, that's the other thing. This is, in fact, I've just realised that you must be getting serious because that's the first time you've mentioned ultras without saying, because you can eat while you're running. <laughs> <laughs> Look at these trees. Look at that. Oh. Oh. Bad picture. Couldn't get a light. Oh, well. How are, you, are, you, are you a bit hot with your suit? Are you okay? I'm boiling. <laughs> suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my space suit. Yeah. That's not Virginia Creeper. Or if it is, who lied? Look at that. It's similar to a Virginia Creeper. Damn it. Maybe someone just poisoned that one down my alley. So my son had a bit of a... He's been getting knocked back from his part-time job interviews. Oh, no. He's, got, he's had about four knockbacks, which is nothing really, but it's just that slow thing of him realising that he's quite tough. 
you know what I mean? Yeah. And you can turn up and make them laugh. Like the last one, he's convinced he got the job. Yeah. And I said, he said, they were really nice to me. And I said, don't assume you've got it. He said, no, I've got it, I've got it. And it's that thing that you can see that realisation in his head of like, yeah, wow, people can be really nice to you and not give you the job. Yeah, that's you know? right. So I'm going to have to shape myself and my appearance in order to get jobs that I don't particularly want in the first place. And it must be... Um, <laughs> It must be harder to get a job in the current climate than well, it was for t- us at times in the past. Well, there's a lot of part-time jobs around, but there's a lot of kids going for them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my son, bless him, he turned up a bit hungover. Yeah. You know, a bit scruffy because he'd stayed at a mate's house. Yeah. And he was charming at interview, but they gave him feedback, and it was just like... You know, just maintain eye contact a bit more during the interviews and look a bit smarter. And yeah. He was like, I don't... You. It's just that realisation that... Just what life's like, isn't it? It's a, it's a tough one to manage from there. Just I don't take it personally. Just be smarter next time I don't turn up yeah. over. And don't take it personally. It's very useful. But it's difficult. Very useless to... advice, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah. But they said, you've got mail. They're not rejecting him, they're rejecting that version of him that presents. Like, that's the strongest bit, the, the thing that completely carries Meg Ryan's storyline. You've got mail when Tom Hanks' big bookstore puts her little bookstore out of business. And he says, it wasn't personal. And she says, people keep saying that. It was personal to me. Yes, yeah. You know, it's kind of her prerogative to have it be personal. Of course, yeah, totally, totally. But in order to, to get through it... <laughs> You've got to just look, try and look at yourself a bit more objectively. That's right. Well, it's, it's, like, it's like acting in auditions and rejection, isn't it? I honestly think that if you get... Some of the actors I've worked with and known in the past are so good, and then they stop being actors because they didn't like auditioning. You know? It's so and brutal. Who would? And it's a completely different skill, really. Yeah. To have One of them is being good at acting. The other one's being good at auditions. looking good in two minutes of acting and having a really thick skin. Yeah. So tough the acting gig, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'd I mean, much rather do it. The irony is, he doesn't really want the job anyway, he just wants some money. Yeah, exactly. Well, it makes it much more difficult, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, totally, yeah. It's hard enough to go after things you actually want. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think we've talked about this a bit in the past, but conversely, may I say, it's so great to see. My son at secondary school, because he's loving it. Good. Touchwood. Good. He's loving that stuff. And he had a miserable time at primary school. And it, and we were so worried about him. And the thing that's happened is, I mean, you know, we'll keep an eye on it. He's only half a term in. But yeah, it was but great having half term because, though, yeah, yeah, and when he went back to it, you could see that glow of being there come back. You know, the glee of going back to school after the holidays. God, who has that, you know? That's fantastic. And uh, I think... The best thing about it is the silver lining. I think that I don't think he could be where he is now without last year because when I went to the parents' evening, I kind of saw this. Sorry if I said it before, but um, it's like he's like a mature student at university. Right. All his classmates have kind of drifted into secondary school, going, "Okay, well, we'll see about this." Yeah. And he's like, "This is what I, I am want. here to. I came to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is where I want to be. Yeah. And it just gives him a little kind of nose on. I came to work and experience it all. Sort of. And yeah, when you add that to who he is and how the kind of formality of it, different subjects, different homeworks and things, getting on top of that just really suits him. Good. He feels smart, empowered. And like yesterday, I saw him out using those life skills in a different situation, you know. Sent him into a swimming lesson and said, 
can you find out when they're going to put you up a group? Right. And he said, yeah, came out, he talked to the teacher, you know, this would have been my job for six months ago. Yeah. Um, I went into the change room to tell him I was there to meet him. He's chatting with these strangers, just jamming. One of them said, so where are you from? He said, I'm from every part of the British Isles except Northern Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Indipus strong, independent, lucid individual. Here's good luck to him. Yeah, that sounds great. Man. Yeah. That's perfect. Long may it continue. Absolutely, yeah. It's, that's good. And if, has he found his mates? Yeah, but he I think he has. But I think that we were sort of desperate for him to find someone, a true sort of intimate, you know? And actually, what he's got feels a lot more like colleagues. Right. Yeah, I was changing signs, so... You know? It's quite nice to keep it loose. Build a bit of strength, yeah. Yeah. Hey, find a mate that, you know, when you don't need... You know, it's like... Finding something to go out with is another old cliche. It's much easier when you don't when need it, when you're not looking. Yeah. And his sister as well has always been like that. She doesn't, she's got a lot of good friends that she doesn't desperately need. And it's I think really it is a bit. When I was his age, you know, I had one friend, and people would always be both her names again with R, and uh, people would mix our names up because we right. were joined at a so hip. Close, you know? yeah. That's not good. No, it's not good, but it's sometimes a phase that kids go through. Isn't yeah, it? it's important. So, the other thing we talked about in Spooky Wallerton Hall. Yeah. <laughs> See, I can't do that laugh anymore. I kept doing that in the woods. If I do it here, I get myself arrested. <laughs> See, it's not appropriate. Um, I've gone on a health tip for November. Which involves... No Not news. drinking. Okay. Getting back to 20 to 25 miles a week. Cool. Getting yeah, back like to 1,000 press-ups a week. Wow, cool. Uh, okay. 10 to 15 minutes of planking a week. Yep. Eating healthily. All that all stuff. Good. I do all it good. really solidly, really carefully for four weeks and do myself the... Christmas present, no, sorry, the birthday present of feeling good, which is in four weeks. Right. And uh, that uh, Apollo gig's in three weeks, so if you come to that, that's, that's part of it. You should see me looking all shiny and confident and that's part of sober. It. I want to, uh, I think there's no way I'm going to not drink at this stage yeah. of, the, of the training cycle. Tell us. I'm going to drink less. You told me about it. In the uh, spooky sprint, it's funny about losing the recording because we recorded for five minutes before it started. So we lost the recording literally before we'd even started. Right. Because yeah, the recorder cut out after a couple of minutes. But, um, and that was funny because in that five minutes, me and you were kind of going. Because <laughs> you, I think, had quite a good plane trip. Tell us about your plane trip back from Australia. Well, the great thing is it was a, uh, it's first class Emirates. Yeah. So that's a good laugh. Yeah. So they just give you whatever you want whenever you want it. Yeah. And uh, I was travelling back with Mr. McIntyre. Yeah. And he left in du- uh, Dubai. Yeah. Because he was holidaying in Dubai at the one and only Pound Hotel, which is just like eye-wateringly expensive. That's the one with a hole in the middle, isn't it? It's out by the sea. He had the same room where Ronaldo goes when he goes on holiday. Yeah, but so unfortunately, he has he to share it with Ronaldo. Yeah, yeah. It's well, a man who did the Deerstalker doing so, graffiti. Uh, good morning. So, Just take a picture of the graffiti Deerstalker man. 
So he was, with us, till, he was with us till Dubai. And when I'm with Michael, I have a, a really good laugh, but I'm not going to get really hammered. No. Because he doesn't. Yeah. He's more, he'll have a couple of drinks. He's more, it's just like your normal end of the sort of high achieving, doesn't want to give, doesn't see unlimited drink as an excuse to get sloshed. <laughs> One of those guys. Or even just as a way to live. <laughs> So then he leaves in Dubai. Yeah. And I've got seven hours. And you kind of put your cape up around your face. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, brilliant. So I just tucked into the wine for about seven hours continuously. Yeah. And it was absolutely glorious. Really nice. Quality red that I'd never be able to afford to drink. And, uh... What kind of red? What kind of grape? It was Bordeaux, Santi Steph. It was... It was just gorgeous. Yeah. Really good. And uh, and they had me old, a bit like you with the vegan, I had me venison with it as well. Vegan? Yeah. <laughs> just nice, uh, <laughs> nice, nice vegan venison. <laughs> yeah. That was nice. And it was just one of those experiences. It'd been a really nice tour, great gigs. And in, you know, first class Emirates, which obviously I'll never go normally. So, so yeah. complete holiday, really. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, next time I'm on a plane, I'll be slightly put off the heavy drinking. <laughs> Bye. This is us coming off the Parkland Walk. And that we'll, I hope that we get to see it as beautiful as again this winter. But what a great, what a great autumn what vision a great this has been. But um, when I go to Dubai myself after Christmas... Um, I think that the uh, drinking on the way back from our cruise will put me off. Yes. Because I put away. You drank a lot. Yeah. Quite a bit on that one, didn't you? I think we told everyone that last time. I drank <laughs> maybe five little bottles of non-fantastic red wine. But that adds up to. Oh, that's a hangover. Wait a minute, yeah. that's a cold. And uh, <laughs> I wasn't well again. <laughs> For about three I, I, In a way, I'll never be well again. <laughs> but um. Oh, it's brilliant, but you were bedraggled. It'd be good to get a bit of summer sun, though, for you. Hello. Um, <laughs> I don't think you were supposed to express that out loud. No. No, but <laughs> we just saw... I didn't see anything. Time. Rob didn't see anything. But I saw a... Lady stretching. Lady runner. Probably mid-twenties. Doing hamstring stretches. Quite revealing... Position. Anyway, it was good. It was a wonderful yeah. foundation. Uh, Steve, moment. it's up to you if you want to cut this out <laughs> to preserve Paul's dignity <laughs> and indeed the respect of our it's life listening it's audience. Life, life essence. It's You're not dead. As, urge. as my lovely wife kindly says. Yeah. You know, if someone we comes alive and every so often we see something that reminds us of you. Know, so and something come on the telly and I'll go, oh, <laughs> oh, no. And he'll go, it's okay. She'll say, it's okay. You're allowed to be. You're not dead. I'm sure she felt the same when she saw us anyway. Yeah. She felt a similar yeah, she, stirring. She saw us. She for her whistle. <laughs> so, listen, we're Woo! really sorry that you didn't get to experience the spooky sprint, but and it was brilliant. I'll put some pictures in so you at least get the idea. And let's have this one go. Absolutely. And, uh, and we'll do that again next year for Parkinson's UK. And uh, tell us what your plans are. Any idiosyncratic marathon tips? Idiosyncratic marathon tips. That's what we need. And uh, we'll do that soon. Um, Today we have run. I should have been doing this. I can't multitask. We've got a guest next week. I'll get a picture of us. Yeah, we're going to do an interview with someone interesting. But we'll tell you all about that then. There we are. In me and my sweaty space suit. And we have gone. 
I'm opening Runkeeper as we speak. Oh, he ran for an hour and a quarter and ran seven and a half miles. Okay, cool. That's great. See you next week. Perfect. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. With Paul Tolkinson and Rob Deering.